My peeps. That's right. Pop Shock Peeps is back. We're going to be making a much more concentrated effort for the show. Uh, this is a show where we're going to talk about anything pop culture wise or anything else that pops. Uh, no, we are not going to be talking about peeps unless we are doing a scientific experiment in the microwave. I am your host, Jinchi. With me, with me is DJ. Hello, I'm the better host. Motherfucker. <laughs> Come from the guy who never microwaved his peeps. Well, no, I, I would never purchase them. They're not good. How dare you, sir? The only good kinds of peeps are the ones that subscribe to this place. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> anyway, yes, we are back. Uh, a little bit of a hiatus there. We do apologize for that. Uh, we'll be making more of an effort. Uh, we're potentially going to add on another host. Uh, no, just stay tuned. I'll make sure to make any announcements there. But I guess DJ, what's uh, what's new with you? Well, the main thing is our topic. We don't really do topics, but we do have a movie review for you guys today. Fuck yeah, we uh, do. But lately, I've been watching a fair amount of anime. Have you really? Yes, I have. I actually have to pull up the Crunchyroll because I can't remember the names. Uh, Crunchyroll, come here. Open. Uh, Open Sesame. Today I've caught up on The Black Summoner, just a new one for this season, pretty interesting. Uh, I've also recently been watching uh, Welcome to Demon School Irumakun, so that's been a fun one. About to say, have, uh, you, have you started watching any ridiculously titled anime? Animes. Um, how about Didn't I Say to Make My Abilities Average in the Next Life? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Does that fit the bill? Uh, yeah, that certainly does fit the bill, and I do not know if we talked about it last time. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Very short, though. Uh, same with uh, In Another World with My Smartphone. That was a good one. I kind of hope it gets a second season, but it's fairly old at this point. And by fairly old, I mean older than three years. <laughs> oh, wow. Which kind of sucks. I mean, Kagi was an executive producer on that one. My boy? Yeah. My boy. Uh, caught up on Rising of the Shield Hero. Season 2 wasn't as good, but it was still fun. Um, I've been uh, been into uh, Parallel World Pharmacy. That's a fun one. It's kind of neat to see. Parallel World protagonist. Pharmacy? Yeah. It's a, it's a doctor who passed on and was reborn in the body of a boy with magic powers and goes on to try and Make the world a healthier place. All right there, Judy Hops. <laughs> a healthier place. Is <laughs> the Middle Ages. They still use bloodletting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So you have a doctor who overworked himself and died in his sleep. That's, uh, that's metal as fuck. <laughs> Uh, other than that, uh, I'd be watching stuff on HBO Max, but what's there left to watch? <laughs> uh, oh, dude, okay, alright. Quick tangent here about fucking HBO Max, right? 
I signed I I signed up for for an account purely for the fact that I wanted to fucking watch my Harry Potter because I love Harry Potter. Now Harry Potter is fucking leaving HBO Max for uh, Peacock. I want to say, is it? Yeah, I know I, those rights were kind of up in the air. Yeah, I know. I know for sure Harry Potter is leaving HBO. Let's see. Yep, the eight Harry Potter movies were included on HBO Max when it first debuted in May 2020, but will be leaving uh, to Peacock. That's great. Whole reason why I signed up for HBO Max. Well, at least you have the Harry Potter series on physical. That I do. That I do. Oh, it's because of the TV rights. TV rights? Yeah, because uh, ABC and NBC shared the cable rights for it. Oh. That's why you see, like, it airing on, like, Freeform, which used to be ABC Family. You'll see it on Sci-Fi, USA, all those so, other so, things. So we have ABC and NBC. Can we just get one fucking... And also the BBC. Can we just get one television network that's just BC? <laughs> like, for the love of God, do we really need a third letter? <laughs> Well, ABC is owned by Disney, NBC is Paramount, and the BBC is the British bad, bad word company. <laughs> Valid. The BBC puts out some good content, but they, they're not good people. <laughs> Who would have known? Ah. <laughs> I made a funny. Yeah, we'll see how that turns out. That should be coming out next year. The return of Mr. Tennant. Can't fucking wait. It better be good. Anyway, any uh, anything else there? Uh, I think that's it for the moment. Gotcha. Well, I mean, I haven't... Uh... I haven't wa watched much uh, anime lately. I mean, I've been re-watching Attack on Titan, which is uh, some good stuff. But... I mean, you've been consuming it? <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm so proud hey, of you. That's not all I know about Attack on Titan. But, uh, I mean, it's related to the topic, but as of late, I have been binging through the Dragon Ball manga. Specifically, you know, Dragon Ball Super. I just got into the Granola arc. So the most recent one? Yes. With the latest reveals? Uh, yep. Which, I mean, should we talk about manga spoilers? Do you, do, um, like, uh, let, let me ask this. Do you have thoughts on that? It'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. Gotcha. Okay. Especially if the manga puts in our topic. That's very true. So I guess spoiler warning for the Dragon Ball Super manga. If you guys do not want to be spoiled, uh, skip ahead a couple of minutes. But it has been revealed 
that Frieza has a new form called Black Frieza and is so overpowered, took out Mastered Ultra Instinct Goku and Ultra True Ego Ultra Vegeta. Instinct. True Ultra Instinct. True Ultra Instinct. Even, even better. It's Goku's new variation on the form because he doesn't like Master. Which is just absolutely insane. Like, that should be the pinnacle of Goku's strength. Like, is that... Is that Toriyama's way of saying Goku no longer will be the strongest fighter? Because a Black Frieza can knock him out in one clean hit. Well, we, I believe we said there's still someone who is stronger. So we'll have to see who that is. My, I'm, I'm voting for Oob. I want Oob to be become relevant. I mean, that'd be great. You know what? It's either going to be Oob or Pan. Okay, Pan Pan would be badass. Uh, speaking of Pan, I guess you, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go into the to to our topic. We are going to be talking about the latest movie entry in the Dragon Ball franchise, Dragon Ball Super Super Heroes. And I will say right now, Pan was adorable. <laughs> I think Pan's gonna be a lot of people's favorite part of the movie. I mean, those moments she had with Piccolo. <laughs> and just for clarification's sake, we're going to save spoilers. And we'll, we'll do like a scene-by-scene -scene breakdown. Uh, we'll give our initial thoughts first before we go into that territory, and you will get a warning. Yes. Um, overall, I liked it. Um, and, I, and I guess... So I can't, can't... I guess it's not really spoilery here, but... I like the fact that Goku and Vegeta took the back seat for this movie. I think they're in less I think they have at most ten minutes of screen time. If that. And and you know what? I I mean yes, don't get me wrong. I would love to see more of them. I want to see you know, true ultra instinct and ultra ego, you know, in you know, anime form. But there are so many other characters in the Dragon Ball universe that gets overshadowed by them. And, you know, with Gohan and Piccolo really being the main focus of this movie, about damn time. And I really enjoyed the movie for what it was. Now, would I say I enjoyed it more than Brawly? If I had to compare the two, like, overall, I would prefer superheroes over over Broly. It's just superhero. Superhero, okay. I would prefer superhero over Broly. If I'm talking just like you, you toss everything in, compare movie to movie, superhero to me beats Broly. Now, for like the oh shit moments, I, I feel like, I mean, I mean, my boy, my boy Gogeta. He's my dude. Overall, I prefer, I, I like that moment in Super Broly, but but superhero, I really enjoyed it, and I will get into more detail specifically on why I enjoy it. But uh, what what about what about you, DJ? Uh, well, just for me, it and Broly are on par because to me they are very different movies. Dragon Ball Super Broly is pure action; it is a fighting movie down to it with very heavy exposition in the front, but it's enjoyable to watch. Uh, but if you need that action, that 
roaring pace adrenaline you have suit you have broly on if you want a comedy action movie you put superhero on because this movie is funny there were so many points where i was <laughs> bursting out laughing at this movie this has dragon ball's humor all over it yeah it does um so to put it to put it blankly super broly is a dragon ball z movie that is dbz Superhero is a drag is a Dragon Ball movie. Yeah, two very different tones, two very different movies. And first off, the one thing I was concerned about going into this movie completely shattered within the first few moments. The animation in this movie is oh, so dude, it's gorgeous. on point. It is one hundred percent on fucking point. Like. Everyone was scared when they first showed the CGI models and artwork. It's like, oh crap, please don't be bad. Please don't be bad. And it's like, oh my god. I'm getting goosebumps again just thinking about it. In a second, this movie Ooh. comes out on Blu-ray. It is jaw-droppingly amazing. The dynamic camera works, the fluidity of the animation. There's a few points where it definitely looks like, I think the frames dropped a little bit. Or something's not quite right. But for the most part... This is like seeing the manga come to life. Mm -hmm. It is beautiful. And the action is... Honestly, Dragon Ball Super Broly is the pinnacle of 2D animated action. This is the pinnacle of 3D animated action. You have so many dynamic views. The camera is going all over the place. You can see the characters moving about in an actual 3D space. And it looks fantastic. Yeah, it does. Like it, you can just feel the depth and everything. It is so dang good. It felt more alive, honestly, and and it specifically did. during the fights too, with all the like key blast and everything. Mm-hmm. And the fights were a lot easier to follow. That they were. There's there's a few points where like things are exploding. There's a lot of particle effects where. It's, some things get obscured, but that's not really until, like, the very end. For the most part, it's a gorgeous movie, and honestly, I wouldn't mind if they kept the animation like this for the movies. I don't want to see it for the TV show, because I know it's going to be downgraded to hell. Yeah. There's no way they would be able to keep up this level of animation on a, t on a TV show budget. Save these for the movies. <laughs> right. So the comedy, the action, the characters... You can tell this was going to be just a Piccolo movie. He is the main character. Hands down. And, you know, about time... And this, again, goes into spoiler territory, but I won't necessarily speak it. Like, it's, it's about damn time that Piccolo got something. Yes. Like, sure, he doesn't get the big win, but he is the one leading the movie. He is a character we follow throughout the entire movie. Mm -hmm. He's the one on action. He's the one making decisions. He's, he's, he's the, the one, one setting everything up. Yeah, I was about to say, he is the reason why Gohan got to where he is now. 100%, he is a better father than Goku. I think, like, the, the, all jokes aside. <laughs> no, no, he is not Gohan's father. Yes, He that's... is Gohan's teacher. He is the teacher. He is making sure his student continues. Okay, that's and, that's a good point of view. And I heard that from TFS. And if you know TFS is fr fr finally getting that down, other people need to start recognizing that because the better father than Goku joke has gotten old. 
I'll, I'll get into the small nitpicks I have later with it, but mm -hmm. uh, honestly, this go see this movie. Even if, if you're you a Dragon wait. Ball fan, this is a great comeback, and it sucks that this movie has not been well marketed. I did not start seeing marketing stuff until the day it came out, and this movie is only out for like a week in most theaters. Although, thankfully, looking at movie times, it is still airing through the rest of this coming week, so maybe it will get pushed up into going even further. And from what I'm hearing, it looks like it's doing rather well with uh, some big box office sales, which is good. We need this movie to do big, because it did not do... It didn't do Broly numbers in Japan when it released a few months ago. I don't know. I really don't want to wait... Um, you know, until like next year for the Blu-ray because I've seen like a lot of movies now just boom, like instantly go to yeah. uh, it, it's harder for the anime movies to come here, like I've got a My Hero movie on uh, just now shipping, which I should have it on Monday the movie released yeah. last winter Oh wow! in theaters so we're not going to see this movie in probably until like spring at the earliest so if you want to see it, you got to go see it now. You got to go give it a look. But uh, I think that's it for our review of the movie. Let's move on into spoilers, shall we? Uh, very much so. And you know what? I'm gonna find like a, a spoiler alert uh, sound effect to play here for a future episode. But yeah, spoilers ahead. Uh, we're, we're really going to be nitpicking the fuck out of this movie. If you don't want to be spoiled, uh, we, we don't blame you. Stop the episode now. Go watch Superhero and then come back. Yep. You've, so, been, uh, you've been warned. Spoilers, start now. Let's start with the very beginning here. We're going to go through the entire movie. Start things off. The flashback with Goku destroying the Red Ribbon Army, that animation was absolutely gorgeous. Yes, it was. And then we get introduced to our big villain of the movie, Magenta, the son of Commander Red. God, that's so stupid what the name choice is. Do you know why his name is Magenta, though? Because Magenta is a shade of red. That. But did you see the other picture on his desk? I don't recall. It was Colonel Violet. Oh, damn. Colonel Violet was his mother. Red and Violet together? Make magenta. Magenta. Aww. <laughs> and, of course, he has his chaperone with goofy hair that needs its own bubble in the car. Oh, my God. <laughs> sure, Toriyama, sure. <laughs> We see what you're doing there, dude. And then we get introduced to a very interesting bit of the concept. For one thing, Android 21's canon, or at least her human form, which now has a name. It's very quick and you'll miss it, but we get a screen of Dr. Giroux's family line, and it shows him and his, I guess, wife, lover. Her uh, Android 21's name is Vomi, V-O-M-I. 
And their huh. son, which Android 16 was modeled after, his name is Gevo. G-E-V-O. Now, turns out Gevo had a sibling who went on to have a family of their own, and we get introduced to Dr. Giro's grandson, Hero. Or Hedo. H-E-D-O. Which, ha get it? Hedo? Hero? Ha. He's obsessed with heroes? Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> also, apparently, it's also another pun. Apparently, in J Japanese, Hedo is uh, anti-nausea medicine. Get, uh, Dr. Jero, his name is a pun for vomiting. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, man. Came in a little quiet there. Yeah, sorry about that. I was trying to make a uh, cute joke, but <laughs> nothing would come up. Ha <laughs> <laughs> But yes, we have the grandson of Dr. Jero, who is also obsessed with making androids. In his introduction on screen, hilarious, when he's walking out of the prison. And they're all booing the dude. And what's he do? He just opens his suitcase, pulls out a grenade, and throws it in. Boom. Doesn't get arrested again on the spot. They just let him go. <laughs> and we get a follow-up on that later from Krillin. Because, you know, he's a police officer. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't want him back. But, uh, yeah, they bring Hato in, and he starts making androids behind the scenes. We get the whole intro sequence, and then we get Piccolo with Pan. Okay, Being a that, trainer. That, that, that scene was just straight up adorable. And we also see how much Pan has influenced his life, because now he has a home. He has a cell phone. Okay, okay, can we can we just make a quick comment here? How hilariously looking Piccolo is holding it looks like he's holding the cell phone like L does from Death Note. <laughs> the holding it with the two fingers from above. Right. Like it's just hanging there like he doesn't want to touch it. That is L from Death Note. <laughs> oh my god, is that what happened to L after he dies? Was he reincarnated as Piccolo? Yeah, that, that's total total uh, Pixels canon here, by the way. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's also, amazing. Also the, the amount of plushies in his house. <laughs> now he's saying he doesn't want more. <laughs> I, I think Toriyama explained in an interview saying Pan had gotten him one, and because he kept it, she thinks he likes plushies. <laughs> Because he can't tell, he can't say no to Pan like that. I guess. <laughs> because Pan's got Piccolo wrapped around her little finger. Yeah, for a three-year-old. For a three-year-old. Which saying is age fast. I don't think three-year-old, three-year-old, a three-year-old is that talkative. Uh, my three-year-old was. Hmm. Granted, he wasn't flying, but. <laughs> Yes, that is Pan's arc, and she's still learning to fly, so she needs to learn to fly. Uh, we do see that she runs like a Raleigh, though. So, mm -hmm. thanks for that shout-out. <laughs> uh, so, after that, uh, he gets a call. F he goes to see Gohan, I believe. Yes. And basically chastises him for not doing any training. 
I mean, you would think... Well, it looks like he keeps up somewhat, but he mostly still sticks to his work, which apparently he's a biologist, so I don't remember that ever being mentioned, so it's neat to know he's obsessed with bugs, I guess. Right, but you would even think, like, just... Because this is, like, like another canon entry into Super. This takes place after the term in a power. So you would think just after that you would not stop training, knowing something like that could potentially happen again. I don't know. Well, it is Gohan. It's not his obsession with training. Yeah, it's Goku's thing. He is a scholar through and through, but I mean, he did say he's keeping up on it somewhat, but it's definitely more on a back burner. And of course, in the movie, we see he's in the middle of a huge project, so it's like, we've only seen him during what is essentially a work a work day. <laughs> You still gotta put food on the table, even if they are rich, I guess. <laughs> so Piccolo decides to... Piccolo's getting a little frustrated with them, so he forces them into his old weighted clothing. So And Gohan doesn't even bother to change, he just keeps in it. <laughs> He's like, uh, take too long to change, I'm just gonna work with this giant shoulder pad thing. <laughs> and there, Piccolo returns home... And then we get the first android of the movie, uh, Gamma 2. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Gammas? That it's Ultraman? <laughs> well, I mean, it's all Super Sentai related, so... I liked his personality. A very full-of-himself, I'm-amazing, cocky what, attitude. What, what about the holographic sound effects? If I remember right, Piccolo was like, wait, did I see his sound effects? <laughs> yeah, and then later it's revealed he just has a hologram pop up when he's doing them. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, it, it's funny. But, uh, so Gamma attacks and thinks he's killed Piccolo. Piccolo, of course, immediately recognizes the Red Ribbon Army stuff, so he, he fakes his death to follow Gamma, and he infiltrates the new Red Ribbon base, steals a uniform, which once Piccolo's in the uniform is when the real comedy starts. <laughs> Piccolo pretending to be a Red Ribbon army grunt is the most hilarious part of this movie. Yeah, that was. Thankfully, they have face shields and masks, so he's able to blend in pretty easily. And he just, he's sitting there listening to these guys. Uh, the Red Ribbon uh, Magenta has convinced Hedo that the dragon team is evil under the control of Bulma ha with this evil organization destined to conquer the conquer the earth with an alien invasion. My god, that was so just stupid. Evil alien. I mean, from their perspective, it's not entirely wrong. I mean, you did have it was kind of interesting seeing the Trunks thing, how he killed Frieza in real time. Without the dramatic slowdown and everything, it's like, wow, that's that is fast. <laughs> Reason went down in a snap. It also just does confirm that the fights in Dragon Ball don't necessarily take place in real time. So, the Namek fight definitely could have been in five minutes, even though it was four hours. Ugh. We just saw it from four hours from their perspective. <laughs> but uh, so they're working on a way to. Uh, take down the dragon team because Magenta no wants revenge on Goku 
as well as get rid of the competitor. Hedo just wants to be a hero and create heroic androids. But they convinced him to make something evil. You Cell can say to the Max. max. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Cell Max? Fucking terrifying. And are you disappointed that it wasn't Cell? Yes, a little bit when they started talking about cells, like, oh, please, please bring Cell back. But, yes, a, a part of me is disappointed. And I won't lie, throughout that entire fight scene with Cell Maximus, I was just waiting. Just waiting for him to go. Because, I mean, I know feasibly it's not going to happen, but just the idea of perfect Cell Maximus is just downright terrifying. <laughs> Well, he wasn't given an ability to absorb anything. Plus, he was incomplete. And he was that powerful. Yeah. They did say he would be hundreds of times stronger than the original Cell. Especially since they had Majin Buu's data now. So, <laughs> that Cell had the, the, the ability to fight Majin Buu, I guess. But uh, getting a little ahead of ourselves, because he's not... He is mentioned and talked about, shown in this big, giant chamber. Uh, but we don't see him until the end of the movie when he's really terrifying. Mm -hmm. But uh, Piccolo sees everything going wrong, so he flees He flees off after calling Bulma to get Goku and Vegeta back here. And well, he goes off to Korin, who unfortunately only has two sensu beams. But uh, you want to talk about the Goku and Vegeta bit? how they fought. <laughs> Is that all you have to say? No, I mean, it was it's, it was an interesting fight just in the sense of they we specifically told them no transforming. Which uh, means we don't know if they have Ultra Instinct and Ultra Ego at the point. Yeah, we have no idea. But... Which, of course, this would be after the Granola arc, so... So, is that what they're thing right now is that superhero timeline-wise takes place after the Granola arc? I mean, it would have to, because it takes place in, uh, the Granola arc happens immediately after the Moro arc, and right. Pan's not that old yet. Okay, so continuity-wise, yeah, it should take place after Granola. I don't know. I mean, I guess I, you know, we're already in spoilers. If you guys waited till after the movie, there was a post-ends credit scene. And we find out that Vegeta was the victor over Goku. And the whole theater cheered. Whole theater cheered. Everyone laughed because Vegeta's like, I finally beat Kakarot. I thought I thought that was that was that was a good moment. Which uh I think kinda leads into the point where I think I got a little upset at the movie. Um, was in that a first initial scene? when Vegeta is chastising Goku about the meditation training. What is he That doing? definitely felt like it came from a writer that doesn't like Goku. Because Goku already knows that. He already does that. <laughs> He's not stupid about it. He knows about that training. So, um... No. That, that seems wrong. But what I think was the funniest part is... Broly, Chi, and Lemo have moved on to Beerus's planet. <laughs> yeah, and then when 
Beerus found out about Chi-Li. <laughs> oh my god, like, dude, seriously? Weiss's comment. Lord Beerus has a type. I'm, I'm surprised it's never come up before. My god. And Beerus isn't even creepy about it. He's actually just trying to be nice to her. <laughs> Which makes it even more terrifying. <laughs> He's like, let's get some ice cream. I'll go with her. He's like, yeah, you get the chair. Like, we know what you're, what you're trying to do, Beerus. <laughs> we know damn well what you're trying to do. He didn't even care that she robbed him. Which again, I don't... Yet, Chi-Li has a cool design and everything, but I don't get the fascination with her. Because cute waifu. I, I guess. That's all it is. That's all there is to it. Uh, and like we said, Beerus has a type. You know what was funny? The most funny about when we said that? Goku recognized it. <laughs> Goku was like, oh crap. <laughs> This is like this is like Master Roshi and Old Kai all over again. <laughs> <laughs> but surprisingly less lecherous. <laughs> Beerus is just trying to get in her favor. He's just actually being nice. But uh, then we switch back to Piccolo, who goes up to Dende, thinking he can pull a guru and unlock his potential. Instead, he upgrades the Dragon Balls, because he he's not old enough to be able to use that technique yet, I guess, from what he said. So he pours some water on Shenron's statue, and somehow that makes him stronger, I guess. I'm not sure how that works. Magic. I'm going to head cannon. That was the, the holy water or whatever that Goku drank. The mystic water. <laughs> or, or No, it's the ultra-divine water. That's what it was. <laughs> or just magic. 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 So uh, Piccolo has two sensu beans from corn because apparently they're not growing very well. It's either that or Yajirobe keeps eating them. Probably six of one, half a dozen of the other. <laughs> uh, so he flies off to Bulma, who apparently has teams on standby every year collecting the Dragon Balls. For... Okay, that part made me angry. <laughs> Really? I thought it was hilarious. Like, that is the most biggest waste of that crap. Like, my god, woman, you have more money that you can spend in multiple lifetimes. Just pay for the fucking plastic surgery. Don't But then you have to go under the knife. Don't waste the mythical dragon balls just to make your old saggy ass not sag anymore. But, but come on. So, so for those not in the clue... Bulma's been using all three dragon wishes every year for cosmetic surgery. <laughs> okay, you know what? Here, here's and another the thing she could have done. Is the dragon is all fine with it. He's like, like the first one about making your butt college age. He's like, there, your buns are nicer now. <laughs> Shenron. He doesn't even care. He's not mad at all. He's like, yep, this is what I'm doing. Or I'm good at it because she wants. Bitch, that Saiyans don't age properly, or like humans do. Why can't she just wish herself to be a Saiyan? Or have the, the youthfulness of one? She, she's too petty for that. <laughs> My god, that was, that, that was, that was maddening. 
That, that was, I found I thought that was the most hilarious thing ever. And for those people of culture, there is a lot of Bulma butt shots in this movie. Yeah, like, there's multiple, one scene where uh, her butt is just taking up the entire scene for, like, a good 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, multiple butt shots. Uh, not just Bulma. <laughs> we'll get into that. And, of course, the Pickle uses the first wish just to unlock his potential. Bulma uses the other two for cosmetic surgery. And only after that do both of them realize they could have just wished Goku and Vegeta back there. So they're still out of the movie. They can't contact Whis because an ice cream tub got thrown over the staff. Which, sure, <laughs> it doesn't make a noise. He's got it on silence for the fight. <laughs> which Broly, of course, is watching. And oh, it's, we did. It's kind of funny seeing Broly and Lemo at the end crying. Over I the was fight. just about to say that. That okay. That that was hilarious because they were crying <laughs> that Vegeta finally won. And of course, Chila is just over there being a dick. He's just. Ugh, men. Like, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. There's women that would be tearing up at this, too. <laughs> Sometimes you just have a good fight, okay? <laughs> but, uh, so now Piccolo's got his potential unlocked, and the dragon gave him something extra. So we find out what that is later. Uh, Piccolo goes back to the Red Rimmed base, and they are discussing kidnapping Pan to get Gohan out because they believe he might be a, a, a boss in the organization because they can't find Goku and Vegeta. They're off-world. So what happens is Piccolo Piccolo rec uh, gets himself in claiming to know the area and Magenta goes with it because they can't tell it's Piccolo. Piccolo goes with this big buff guy to go pick up Pan from school. <laughs> she and she it. stranger dangers the frick out of him. Out of girl. <laughs> I... What's that? What's that King of the Hill line? <laughs> That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she immediately recognizes Piccolo because she can sense energies. So good on her. And Piccolo's like, we're going to pretend to kidnap you to make your father a better fighter. And she's like, okay. I'm with Mr. Piccolo. Everything's okay. He can kill them all. <laughs> I like your face, little girl. <laughs> and of course, she just she does that whole poses for the video thing. He's like, daddy, these, these bad guys had me. Come save me. And as soon as the camera's off, she's like, ooh, Oreos. <laughs> And of course, awesome. the chaperone's being a dick, picks it up, is like, no, not for hostages, and then starts eating them in front of her. It's like, dick? Give the little girl a cookie! They're not even for you anyway, they're for the scientist. <laughs> and then Piccolo and the older guy go off to go get Gohan and tell him they have Pan. And Gohan's response after seeing the video was amazing. The whole power-up, just breaking the ground over and over again until a house falls in the hole. Yeah, good, 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 good man, that Gohan. Flipping your it's shit. like instant dad mode. But Mama Bear ain't got shit on Papa once he's pissed off. <laughs> in this world, definitely not. So they fly off with Gohan... And once he sees Pan, blows up the ship. 
which if Piccolo hadn't been there would have killed the guy. So Piccolo drops that guy off as Gohan goes down to face off the other the uh, the Gammas. He faces off against Gamma One. Although when he his superhero landing is better than any superhero landing ever. Superhero when landings are bad. When he pounds into the ground and the rain just freezes. There's so much power. Yeah. And then we start getting into the fighting with him and Gamma 1. And eventually he, sh he gets rid of the shoulder pads and starts fighting seriously. And then Piccolo and Pan pretend to put Pan in danger, which Gamma 2 shouts out, Hey, villains don't hurt little kids! And that sets off Piccolo to realize that they're not all bad guys. But of course, Gohan doesn't realize it's realize a ploy and just bursts into Super Saiyan. Not even Super Saiyan 2. He's only Super Saiyan for the film. He mm -hmm. never uses Super Saiyan 2. Well, he bursts from Super Saiyan into Ultimate Gohan. The bang is the bang is down. The bang is down, and he starts going ham on Gamma 1. And then we get the fight with Piccolo versus... Uh, the rematch of Piccolo versus Gamma 2, which one of the most dynamic fights in the entire movie. Holy crap. Both fights are incredibly dynamic. The animation and the, the camera. So eventually Piccolo gets plunged down a hole and then the dragon's power emanates like a tree setting its roots. And emerges Orange Piccolo. The fucking gaming thieves! I swear to God! <laughs> Uh, your thoughts on uh, the ginger piccolo <laughs> Toriyama my god you're going to run out of colors at this point uh, power level wise I, I thought it was cool looking for him like yeah. don't get me wrong I may be making fun I, I may be making fun of the, the, the naming here the form itself is legitimate. I mean, it, Piccolo, he's just like, I don't care about the stupid name, just call it Orange Piccolo. He's all big buff, he's got a straight chin. <laughs> and it doesn't look too bad. It's like a Super Saiyan 3 Piccolo with no hair. He's got yeah. that big ass forehead. And his, his antenna are now pointed up like devil horns. So we got the real orange Piccolo. He kicks Gamma 2's butt. And the fight stops when Pan is able to beat off Magenta and the Chaperone, whose hair gets deflated after being kicked in the gut. And Magenta escapes, though. And Gamma 2 and Gamma 1 stop fighting because they realize that the, bat, uh, the people they're working for were about to actually hurt a little girl, even shooting at her. So they're like, nope, we're done with this. You guys are good. We're fine. And Gohan's like, we're done fighting now? <laughs> like, no. And then I think we get a very interesting scene is we finally learn why Gohan wears glasses. He actually does have bad eyesight. It's never been a nerd thing. Gohan's eyes are actually bad. And apparently going Super Saiyan and powering up fixes your eyes. 
<laughs> so just learn to stay in that permanent early. state. That's all. Huh? Just learn to stay permanently in Super Saiyan. I mean, he did as a kid, but I don't... Then again, it is Japanese business. They look down on you if you don't have black hair. Uh, I guess so. It is Japanese culture. They don't like difference. You're not allowed to be different. No, that's, uh, that's valid. And then we go down to the fight. And we get uh, Hedo versus Magenta. But we find out Magenta actually turned himself into an in, into a cyborg. A very short, short cyborg. <laughs> like, couldn't even give himself more height with that. Just went, nope, metal chest. So Hedo poisons him with... Uh, Chekhov's robot bee. Uh, but just as Magenta's about to die, he unleashes Cell Max, which is a gigantic red version of semi-perfect cell with a giant mace-like laser cannon end of a tail instead of the piercing and absorbing thing. Where he likes to yell quite a lot. Yes. Arrgh. Very Frankenstein's monster. So, just as Cell Max is getting released, Bulma shows up with 18, Krillin, and Goten and Trunks, who have finally started growing up. <laughs> Which immediately, upon seeing them all grown up like that, I demanded Gotenks. But no, Toriyama had to be a dick tease. No teen Gotenks in this one. Technically, we though, we Gotenks. saw the perfect fusion dance at the very end, but that's all that we saw. <laughs> well, it, we do get the little scene there. It's like, Goten's like, how does that go again? <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a while since they've fused. It's also neat seeing Goten's voice uh, much older. It's the voice actor that did the older Goten from the end of Z-Arc, which this is one year before that tournament. This is one year before the tournament with Oob. So we're getting close there. Yeah. So we have our team of Gohan, Piccolo, Krillin, 18, Goten, Trunks, and both Gammas against Cell Max. Who's rampaging and will destroy the planet if not stopped. Because he's just that uber powerful. And then one of the best callbacks happens. We get gigantic orange Piccolo. A lot of callbacks just kind of strewn uh, throughout the movie. It's also funny, he forgot he could do that. <laughs> That's why he's never gone giant before. He forgot he did that. So we even get a quick flashback to that moment from... Dragon Ball, so it was neat seeing that come back and having the fight off with Cell Max, but then we got the big sacrifice. Gamma 2's ultimate epic comet charge. That that, that, that that part stung, because you know what? Gamma 2, you know, both of those androids really grew on me. Mm-hmm. And knowing full well exactly what he was doing. Like, I, I, I felt something. 
when he when he did that. And you know, props to fucking Piccolo, man, stopping Cell Maximus's foot from crushing the now dead Gamma Two. Yeah, that's when we get the giant to throw him off of that. Like, bravo, Piccolo. Like, but also yeah. the animation when two was doing that charge. Holy cow. What I'm saying, man, this... And Cell desperately trying to... Using his arm to push him back. But sadly, two couldn't do the killing blow, but did rip off Cell's arm. So that was a... That, was a, that helped out plenty. Right. And then in its all-out blast, as Piccolo realizes that Gohan needs to power up to his highest level to take take him out so he and the others are doing their absolute best to hold Cell Max back of course now we have fat Gotenks instead of Goten and Trunks surprisingly being somewhat ass. helpful because of his rotundness faking his ass that was so funny <laughs> Pull it, it, it was a very Kung Fu Panda moment yes it was and Piccolo is getting his butt kicked and Gohan is desperately trying to charge up as he's watching until it looks like Cellmax has killed Piccolo. And then it happens. Wait. We get a one-for-one mm. one homage to the moment back in the Cell Saga. And now, and, and that's what, and, you know, before we started the, the, the show, like, I was thinking about what I wanted to say. This movie has come full circle. We had the fight back in the Cell Saga with Gohan versus Cell. Now we're in Super, and it's Gohan versus Cell. New form unlock, boom, kill Cell. Yes, we have Gohan's every fandom ever predicted it already somehow. El Blanco State, also uh, now officially named Gohan Beast. Or Final Gohan was the other term that I found that Toriyama reference. Uh, according to the merchandising, it's called Gohan Beast. Okay, so we'll just we'll go by Gohan Beast then. Here's my thing. I love the idea of Gohan Beast. That hair is too much. It's way too long. That is too much hair. That is like double the Super Saiyan 2 hair that he had way back when. It was like, it was almost too big on that little body. Now it's double that size on just a body that's taller and the same amount of scrawny. Get a, get a haircut, Gohan. <laughs> and now, like, my request for them once they move this over to Blu-ray, can we get to just a small clip of Goku and Vegeta coming back to Earth and like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> that, that'll probably be saved for the manga. For the manga, or you know what? The anime when it returns. Anime when it returns. We got Broly, who's learning to control his powers. Mm -hmm. We have True Ultra Instinct Goku. We have Ultra Ego Vegeta. We now have Gohan Beast. I and want an orange, piccolo. an orange Piccolo. I want to turn in a power too. God damn it! So our main characters now have orange, white, silver, purple, and green. They need to collect the rest of the infinity energies. <laughs> we need a we need another character that has red. Pan, what are you working on? Super Saiyan Devil. 
But yes, Gohan takes on uh, Cell Max, who is now unable to really do anything to Gohan. Uh, Piccolo is able to use his stretchy arms in his giant form and wrap around Cell Max and hold him still for Gohan to land the killing blow with a special beam cannon. That's right, not a Kamehameha. Which everyone and their mother thought that Gohan was going to do. Nope, he used... Well, he did use it earlier, but not in beast form, I don't think. No, not in beast form. He uses form. the special beam cannon for the killing shot to destroy the central core in Cell. And Cell is left to explode. And we get one last shot of them in silhouette... In, uh, Orange Piccolo and Gohan Beast in silhouette before they power down and assure Pan that everything's all right. Who was able to fly. Pan learned to fly. When she was, was running away, yeah, I was about to say, like, I was about ready to walk out of that theater and Pan got caught up in that explosion. I swear to God. Uh, everyone, everyone's okay. Uh, unfortunately, Two's body turns to ashes. Rip. But uh, Bulma decides to hire Dr. Hedo and Gamma-1 to go work for Capsule Corp to keep an eye on them. And that's basically where the movie ends. There's all, there's a whole bunch of other like small details. Like when Piccolo was picking up Pan from school, he was on first-name basis with the teacher. Mm -hmm. Sorry about the mess, Janet. Oh, don't worry, Mr. Piccolo. I'm sure <laughs> this, work, this happens all the time under Mr. Satan's employ. Which basically tells us Piccolo's whole excuse is that he's just bodyguard for Satan. <laughs> and uh, Beerus hired Chilai and Lem hired Lemo specifically as new chef. So Weiss has been fired. <laughs> he's got to go live out on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's superhero. Overall, it's a fun movie. You can definitely tell a lot of love went into this, and I can definitely understand how this reignited Toriyama's passion for Dragon Ball, as he stated after watching it for the first time. So, so I think we're going to be getting we're going to be getting some good Dragon Ball stuff going forward. Though I, I hope that means there's going to be a lot for all the characters, not just Goku, not just Vegeta, not just Gohan, not uh -huh. just Piccolo. Hello, Angel. Yes, we have a a Hyunk. But uh, some some very good Dragon Ball content coming forward. Right. So um, I was thinking about it. If we're going to be, like, doing kind of reviews like this, DJ, I was thinking, because, you know, Pop Chalk Peeps, right? We're going we're gonna to really play it on our, on our name here. We're going to give it a rating scale uh, one, one to one to ten peeps. Because, you know, in, like, a single package of peeps, there are ten. Ten peeps. Sure. So, uh, how many peeps? How many peeps would you give this movie? Uh, I would give this a solid 8.5. Okay, alright. Uh, I'm a little higher. I would say a 9. 9 peeps. I'm almost at a 9, but I think there's just a few small bits that keep it keep it a little bit below 9. It's definitely not perfect. Mm -mm. It's not a perfect 10. Those are hard to come by. But I, I think this is a very very good movie I can see myself watching a lot watching many more times just waiting ever so patiently for the blu-ray 
Uh, you know how Crunchyroll and Funimation are. Mm-hmm. They take a while. Yes, they do. Uh, so, overall, go see this movie. Definitely. It's not going to make anyone a Dragon Ball fan, because you do need prior knowledge going into this. But if you do like Dragon Ball, this is going to be the movie that is definitely going to hit, hit you where it needs to. It's got the nostalgia. It's got the newness. It's, it's got great comedy. It's just a great Dragon Ball package. Man, any uh, any final thoughts here, DJ? No, I don't think so. But we'd love to hear from all of you. If you've seen Dragon Ball Superhero, mm-hmm. what'd you think? Let us know. Absolutely. We'd love to hear other thoughts. If you have other, if you have other issues, or if there's other things you think are funny or needed to have been mentioned, because there's probably some, definitely some other bits of the movie we left out. I mean, it's not a long movie. It's an hour and forty minutes. Right. It's not. What what was the, the the big bodyguard's name that had the fascination with his hair? The that chauffeur. Was, yeah, the chauffeur. How when he finally kind of He's went down went down for the last time, his hair kind of plopped to the ground. I thought that was that was kind of funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny how he kept wanting to be a YouTuber. Like all of the videos he was making all had his name on it, and everything had an intro video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun time. There's probably plenty to to take a peek on. So once this thing is out on digital, because it'll probably hit digital first, there's going to be a lot of people that are just looking through every scene, looking for the fan service. Oh, it's it's all over the place with this fan service. Like, you don't have to look that deep for that, for, for anything like that. But yeah, uh, I'll just look forward to see what other stuff is while also raging on Dokkan because they added Cell Max and he hurts. Do you think they're going to add Gohan Beast into Dokkan? I, think, of, I think I am hoping that's what awakens out of the new Gohan that they dropped. Because he he only goes he's only he's not transformed yet. He's just an SSR that can awaken normally. I've already got mine rainbowed, so I'm hoping that Which when one? they do a a, a hero uh, a hero. Uh, collab with Dokkan, we'll see more, and hopefully we'll see. Hopefully, you Legends fans will get something too, because you already have the Gammas. Give me Charlotte Blue, goddammit. <laughs> that you don't want. What you don't want, Charlotte Beast? No, no. I, you know what? I want Charlotte Ultra Instinct. <laughs> Oh, come on, we gotta, we gotta let Shallot have his own thing. We... Okay, then, fuck we'll Yamoshi. Vibrant, we'll get vibrant red Shallot. My god. <laughs> <laughs> See, there we go, that's the red we're missing. Shallot's gonna be coming to Dragon Ball Super, just you wait. Shallot is the Red Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> and on that lovable note, DJ, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash djskywalker716 where we play games from Tuesday through Thursday 6pm to 9pm Central Time with an occasional fun. Cool. Well, you can find me 
and my personal Twitter at RagingGingy. I stream here on Twitch, and you would know that because you're listening to the show live on Twitch. Uh, currently, I'm playing through Legend of Zelda. I'm doing my own little kind of retrospective like DJ did with Kingdom Hearts, but not picking uh, timeline-wise for, for the order. I just started with Twilight Princess, and I will be moving on to Skyward Sword when I am done with that. I did recently finish uh, Battle Network. So uh, I'm all done with that, and I will be moving on to Gears of War. So, uh, should be a good time. Uh, DJ, if you are down to potentially partner up in some of the streams, because the, uh, the campaign for all of the Gears games can be played co-op online. Uh, wait and see. Can't make any promises yet. Fair enough. But, yeah, so you can find Pop Shock Peeps on podcast platforms. You can find us on anchor.fm slash popshockpeeps. You can find us on Spotify. And as of earlier today, before we started recording for this show, I did get official confirmation. We are now on Apple Podcast. So, for you iPhone heathens, you know, go go, go follow us there. Uh, Pop Shock Peeps is a part of the Pixels Network, and the main and the other show under that banner for the moment is Pixels Polygons and Fun, and we talk about anything video games over there. Well, here, you know, we have established by now that we're anything pop culture. So, literally, if you guys have any topic suggestions for potential Pop Shock Peep episodes, it can legitimately be about anything. As long as you know, like, pop culture related. But, you know, email our contact email, which is ppandfpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I will be creating, like, a new email for the podcast network to make that kind of stuff easier. But in the topic line, make sure you put in Pop Shock Peeps. And as far as the show goes, um, I know we're going to make more of a concentrated effort, you know, to make sure that this releases either weekly or bi-weekly. And DJ, I believe that we were still in talks with potentially bringing on a third host? Yes, uh, we'll probably try to bring him on for the next for the next outing, which I think we'll try and keep this as a bi-weekly show just so we can save up stuff to talk about. Right, but uh, hopefully you should be expecting our third host to come in next time for his first trial run, and we'll see how we do. Right. So, again, with that being said, you guys, we really do appreciate you turning in, tuning in to episode three of Pop Shock. I have been your host, Gingy. I've been the imaginary horse that haunts your nightmares. All right, you guys. We will catch you next time. Yeah, I was about to say, did you remember that? <laughs> Alright guys, bye-bye.